0: I've been a victim of emotional abuse since the day I was born. And I believe that God gifted me with children who would be my source of joy. And I also have always had very vibrant Uh, christian friendships my whole life because the bible says that god sets the lonely in families Mm -hmm. that's not always your blood relatives and so my family when i come to spark i'm connecting with my brothers and sisters in christ those are my family members and even jesus said that when his literal mother and brother showed up one time they were asking for him and he said who are my mother and brothers and sisters and he motioned to the people that he was there teaching and I think he was telling us that that's what the church with the capital C looks like that's what the term the body of Christ is we are meant to be the hands and feet and faces and voices of Jesus to each other
1: you're listening to altered stories with Michelle Renee Gutch.
2: hello friends This is Michelle Saunders Gutch, CEO and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, and your chief storyteller host of the Altered Stories Show. And welcome to my special Spark Media Conference episode. And this is going to be episode seventy-seven. And I am blessed today to be interviewing my special guest, who's here with me in nashville and her name is sarah geringer sarah god's story we're going to have her share about finding peace in god's word now friends i'm a scripted kind of gal i outline my interviews sometimes but because sarah and i are here face to face We're going to do this one, this episode, a little differently. And I'm going to ask Sarah just to share a few words about who she is and why she's here at the Spark Media Conference and, you know, just some things about herself before we actually get into a little more conversation and then jump into her God story. So,
0: welcome Sarah, it's so good to have you and to have you in person, and we're know, talking. This is wonderful. It's so unusual. I think I've only done this one other time. It's that we're we're live together. So really I love fun. it. Really so fun. important. I am here because I have two podcasts. They're solo podcasts, not interview podcasts, and uh, really just to network with other Christians and seeing people face to face after the pandemic is just such a blessing. So. That's really why I'm here this weekend. Well, it's
2: just a blessing to be here. And, you know, we're both Christian podcasters and to have a place to network and come together and learnings and to be attached to the NRB conference, which is a huge, big national religious broadcasters conference. It's really, oh my gosh, over the top. So it's just really cool. You know, Sarah? Can you just share a little bit about who you are with my listeners too?
0: So primarily, I think of myself as a Christian author. So I'm the author of five books, and I have another one coming out this fall. My two main books are on Christian meditation and how we can use God's word, um, meditating on it to transform our thought lives. One of those books is for adults, and the other one is for teens. And then I have a book on prayer walking and connecting with God in nature that's coming out in the fall of 2022. Right. So really everything flows out of my writing. So I enjoy podcasting, but I feel like I'm, my heart is in putting words together. So I like the spoken word Mm -hmm. and people seem to enjoy it, enjoy my offerings in that format. But I love to read and I read over a hundred books a year. So uh, to me, reading and writing is my first love, but I've met so many wonderful people through podcasting. I wouldn't go back to doing it any different way. Okay. Well, you're a mom too. You have Uh three. I have three. Three teenagers, and I have to count my dog. He's a 125-pound Labrador retriever. And the reason I wrote that book is because I started taking walks out in the country with him. I've lived there since 2004. I'm fifth-generation Missourian. I live out in the country, but until we got him as a puppy, I didn't need to go walking out on the gravel roads. But when you have a dog, like a lab, they need lots of exercise. So he dragged me out there that's when I started seeing all of these things in nature that we can use for prayer prompts. Really. You don't have to be on my gravel road in Missouri to do that. You can do that anywhere. So beautiful. um, Yeah. So he's, he's a big part of this story and the best thing about a dog when you take them on a prayer walk is they never share any of your secrets. No, (laughs) not at all. That's they're your best friend. They really are. He's, He's really upset that I'm in Nashville. Uh right now. He's he's pouting according to my kids. So well, at least he's
2: home. My third yeah. baby is at the boarding and she was downright upset with us when we <laughs> right. left. She was not a happy camper. Yes. So
0: <laughs> the trials of dog parents.
2: <laughs> Very different than having three teenagers, yes. but you're quite calm for yeah. a mom of three.
0: My I have the best three kids in the world. So that's what makes it easier. Yeah, I have two boys and a girl. Uh, They're all um, people of faith. They have all been emotionally mature mm-hmm. uh, since they were born. So mm-hmm. it's just a joy to parent them. They've be- they've brought me joy since they were born. Wow. They've been my source of joy for a long time. And I know they always will be. Well, that's
2: really lovely to
0: hear, you know, because <laughs> you don't hear that from a lot of no, parents. I, I understand, understand, but I think that... Yeah. You know, to get into my story, I've been a victim of emotional abuse since the day I was born. Alcoholism has been part of my story, not my personal story, but the collateral damage of it. And I believe that God gifted me with children who would be my source of joy. And I also have always had very vibrant Christian friendships my whole life because Mm -hmm. the Bible says that God sets the lonely in families. Mm -hmm. That's not always your blood relatives. Yeah. And so my family, when I come to spark, I'm connecting with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Those are my family members. Right. And even Jesus said that when his literal mother and brother showed up one time, he, they were asking for him and he said, who are my mother and brothers and sisters? And he motioned to the people that he was there teaching. And I think he was telling us that. That's what the church, with the capital C, looks like. That's what the term "the body of Christ" is. Mm-hmm. That we are meant to be the hands and feet and faces and voices of Jesus to each other. We are. So we need each other. And mm-hmm. if if you are listening and you're in a difficult family situation, then those are your people, and it's your part to reach out to them mm-hmm. and uh, have courage and do do things like this, where you put yourselves in front, front of those people. I mean, I, I really believe the local church is the best place to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really special when you connect with other like-minded individuals like we're doing here. Right. Right. And, uh, then you just get each other
2: friends, you know,
0: one of the things
2: that is so cool about the relationship I have here with Sarah is that she's part of the spark media Network, too, yeah. like the collective mm-hmm. group of podcasters, right? right? so what is the name of your podcast again here well
0: i have I have two. My main one is called "Heart in a Drawer." It is for adult children of divorce, meaning anyone who has parents that have been divorced, no matter what age you were, when that started, but now you're an adult. And it's to show adults that the pain and the suffering of that original trauma really affects us the rest of our lives. You can't get away from it, but once you start unpacking it and understanding it, then you can improve your relationship with God, with your spouse, with your kids, really with everybody else when you start to heal that that original wound that Mm -hmm. you suffered. Whether again, what I was four when my My mom and dad divorced. I was 22 when my dad divorced the second time and remarried. And I was very surprised at how long it took to get over that. I had all these years of quote unquote experience, but I still had to go through basically a 10 year adjustment period to accept the terms of that new marriage. We have millions and millions of us would fit into this category and we just have unique problems that I feel need to be discussed.
2: Well, I love that. What is the name of the podcast? Heart in a drawer. Heart in a drawer again. Mm -hmm. Okay. And where can our listeners find that one? I mean, we're going to have this episode up on our website and you'll have your own episode page and links. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our listeners are used to going to the website and listening, but you know, some have other, options and platforms or maybe they're out driving and doing other things you you can
0: look it up on all of the major ones but i would just say go to sarah and go to the podcast tab and then you'll you'll find it on that podcast page it has heart in a drawer then it has my other podcast which is called finding peace in god's word so really what that is i have over 800 blog posts i've been writing christian blogs for a long time since 2010 So I have a ton of content on my site, and I'm just reformulating that for an audio version. And those episodes are are about no more than five minutes long. So that's kind of a, a little short encouragement. So they're two completely separate things, but really both of them are talking about finding peace in God's word because I'm very passionate about that subject When I look at my healing journey, that's where it started. It started with sitting down with my Bible and letting the Holy Spirit speak to me on a daily basis while I ate my breakfast. And this was in 2003. I had been a church girl all my life. Mm -hmm. I have a degree from a private Christian college. So, you know, this is not just Mm -hmm. some pew sitting Christian that I was. Mm -hmm. Right. But I had never interacted one on one with God's word and when i started doing that i was right before i had children it started sh- revealing all these lies i didn't even know i was believing right because through all this schooling and training and church that i had gone to i knew that God's word was true and i knew that i believed in the god of the bible and i was saved But what I'm saying is I don't think it deepened my relationship with God until I started reading his word and uncovering the lies because I knew his word was truth. So whatever was going on in my mind in response to reading it was not true. And the Holy Spirit started working on me just within a matter of weeks of doing that in January 2003 and started setting me free from all of the bondage that I was in, um, to codependency, passivity, being a victim of emotional abuse, uh, all these things had held me captive. And I, it's like I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I Mm -hmm. always had different problems than my friends. Mm -hmm. And once God started uncovering those lies, then I started to get that healing.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: the healing journey also involved um, seeing my therapist for over five years mm-hmm. and at the same time being involved in small group ministry at my church. So I believe we heal in community. Mm-hmm. I believe sometimes we need the help of a professional.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It really starts by developing that relationship one on one with God and His Word, and His Word is living and powerful. Even though it was written thousands of years ago, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the same passages I was reading in 2003 have different meaning for me now because I'm in a whole different stage of my life. Right. So that's why his word is living and powerful. It speaks to us in whatever situation that we're in at the time, whatever trial we're facing, whatever joy we're celebrating, right. it resonates with us in that moment. Right. And God always wants to teach us something and show us something new and surprise us with something good, but we have to open up his word to discover it.
2: Right. Typically I'll say, so Sarah, where does your finding peace in God's word, God's story begin? And <laughs> you essentially <Yeah. laughs> shared it. Yeah. Tell us about your salvation journey, just when you were younger then, sure. you kind of maybe with that led you to deepening and your growth in your Christian walk?
0: I don't remember not knowing God. Mm -hmm. So I'm very blessed in that I have a rich heritage of faith on my dad's side of the family. I remember, and I have a photographic memory. So one of my first memories, I was probably three years old and I'm in church and we're singing and I just felt like God was big, you know, I'm looking up into the high ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. And I just felt that made me feel comfortable. When you're a little girl, you want somebody big to hold you Mm
1: -hmm. and make you
0: feel safe. And that's how I felt with the father. And I know that's interesting and unusual because I feel like God had me meet him as father first because I was going to have a father wound when my dad left in the divorce. So I feel like God used that intentionally Mm -hmm. to meet me as my father first. And then that church was connected to the school that I went to. And I grew up Lutheran. Lutherans are very, Martin Luther, one of his slogans is sola scriptura, which means only scripture, meaning that's where we need to base our faith on. We need to use that as the as the basis of our belief. So Lutherans are very, one of their strengths is they really uphold the Bible.
2: Yeah. I have a really, really dear friend and she is a Lutheran and she is a, a very
0: strict, uh-huh. is it Missouri? Missouri Center Senate, Lutheran. Senate yes, Lutheran. Yes. Very, yeah. very conservative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what that heritage did for me is it gave me a very high view of God, mm-hmm. a very reverent view of him. He's holy. He is holy and his word is true and perfect and right. So I'm glad that that's the foundation I had. I feel like our faith is a journey. He's taken me out of that box that I was in, but I'm always going to be thankful that that's where I started. And that was my family's heritage. They fled Germany Mm -hmm. for religious freedom. So it was precious to me because I thought three generations ago, my family was suffering because they couldn't practice their faith the way that they wanted to, so I better treasure it right that's what i thought i I was the oldest i was the first grandchild great grandchild on both sides of the family, so I was very blessed to know my great grandparents until I was in my teens, mm-hmm. so they would tell me stories, yeah, and you know they still spoke in German they had a Like a catechism that one side of the page was German and the other side was English. So, a ton of German history and heritage. And so, I really valued my faith because I saw my great grandparents live it out. I saw my grandparents live it out. And I wanted that for myself. But then, when I was about 12 years old, my mom just wanted something more. She's a seeker, Mm -hmm. right? So, we started watching uh, Dr. Charles Stanley. Mm -hmm. his sunday sunday sermons to watch Mm -hmm. him all the time yes and so he's baptist and baptists do an altar call at the end of every service Mm -hmm. basically asking if you've accepted jesus as your lord and savior come up to the altar well that i didn't have that in my church right Mm -hmm. i mean i love that god has used so many denominations to influence my faith because i think every one of them has something of value to offer i agree but we need each other Mm -hmm. to understand the fullness of god and father son and holy spirit i think different denominations take a different focus based on the three persons of the godhead with dr stanley i'm feeling this pull of the holy spirit in a different way then I heard from my father mm-hmm. in the Lutheran t- tradition, and so I listened to these sermons. And then it was uh, one Sunday when I was fifteen, so I had been been about three years, and I just knew that night. Doctor Stanley was talking to me, right. right? His broadcast in Atlanta. He's talking to me in my home in Missouri, and I needed to get down on my knees and do this, and that's what I did. What a God story! It's amazing because. Yeah, God uses, that was 1993. And he was using technology then right. to reach people. So and he's using technology Imagine right now. now I this know. Podcast. <laughs> so as much as, you know, I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer, so I can remember uh, rotary telephones and the world without internet. Right. And so sometimes the emerging technology is scary to me just because I remember a world that existed just fine without it. Right. right. And you do too. Yes. Michelle.
1: Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: But on the other hand, I think it's just so powerful because it's going to spread the gospel so much further right. than it could have gone without it. Right. So that's the gift that the internet is to us. Right. And we need to not take that for granted. This, there's
2: so much to your story, Sarah, you've got the story of You know, what brought you to salvation? You've got the story, what brought you to what you're doing in terms of your podcasting, your reach, your author, and those gifts that God has gifted you with. You, of course, have the God story of your mom role, your children role, Mm -hmm. you know, all the history behind your faith. And your grandparents. And I just think that is so important for the listeners to hear because we've got listeners all over the world coming from different cultures and different faiths, I'm sure, and different backgrounds. But I guess from my perspective, I know you now, you're going into a new life stage, and you know me and how important the power of story is in terms of healing. Right. And giving each woman a voice to share where God is leading them for their messaging. When you're a woman who's sharing your story, as you know, it can be very healing. There's There can be transformation that comes from that. And then when you're a woman hearing a story that you relate to, I'm sure that as you've gone through and are going through some different trials right now mm-hmm. you're seeing that value and so i would love to hear from you how has another person's story affected you in your healing
0: oh this is it's perfect for for being here at the spark conference so i am going through a, a difficult divorce right now it's not quite final yet but it's been a whirlwind i think that when i booked this trip i had no idea that was going to happen I mean, even though we had been married for 21 years, Mm -hmm. the divorce itself has progressed really, really quickly. And I never considered canceling this trip because I knew at this point that I needed my brothers and sisters in Christ to support me. And what's happening is as I'm, they've seen some of my social media posts, so we just got finished listening to one of the presenters talking about being yes. vulnerable and real yes. on social media, right? Oh, yes. And so, one of the things that I decided to do, and I prayed about it before I did it, but I I told myself, I am not going to get through this. Now, think about me. I have a podcast for adult children children of divorce, so obviously, I know how painful divorce is, mm-hmm. right? I do not want to put my kids through this, but sometimes you don't have a choice. The Bible says, let the unbeliever depart, you know, and sometimes if someone's going to abandon you and you've done everything humanly possible to make them stay, you got to let them go.
2: You do. I and know it's
0: hard and I, it's not what I ever wanted, but I do know, I feel like I have biblical grounds It's hard because I've been one flesh for 21 years. So that's going to be a tearing of flesh. It's going to take time to get past that. But what I'm saying is coming to this conference and putting things online, I know that I can't get through this without prayer. Right. So that's why I have been honest and open on social media. And I also feel like my generation on down, we want authenticity and vulnerability. We seek it. Right. And we, it resonates with us. Mm -hmm. We don't want smoke and mirrors. Right. We want real people. And I cannot tell you how blessed I have been by the comments and direct messages of people because I put myself out there and asked for prayer support. And they've just been like exhorting me, really. But think about it this way or, you know, I have this Bible verse. And then people here in person saying, I'm going to pray and, you know, just things from the Lord that they're just sharing. They just think they're just being encouraging, but it's literally the Lord speaking through them. Right. But it took me being open and courageous enough to say, I need help. I cannot do this myself. Right. I need people to help me. And not one person has criticized me Turn me down. Everybody has been so supportive, and I need that. I need that to get through this valley that I'm in. My kids can see my social media posts, and they're even being encouraged seeing just how many people are supporting me. So that blesses them as well. I guess the takeaway for you listeners is you've got to do your part in reaching out to other people, asking for prayer, and you will receive. So much more blessing than being silent about it. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants to isolate you in your silence. But if you open yourself up, yes, it's going to hurt, but you're going to get that blessing of encouragement from other people that you cannot get unless you decide to share your story.
2: Yes. And I love this. What a great segue now into our closing. And friends, you know, for Sarah to come on and share that. It's very personal and do lift her up in prayer and support her. And I'm blessed to know her. I'm blessed that she's willing to come on and share today. I mean, her time is very limited here, but... We're grateful for all of you that are listening today. And then this will be episode 77. We'll have it up on our a website for those of you that go there and listen or out there on all the platforms that we're on. We'll have her information out there too. And also, Sarah, I just want you to know that my heart is with you, praying for you. I've been there in a different way. I didn't have the authenticity and all of that. but I am grateful that we do have a God who loves us, a God who brings the right people around us. And he will be doing that for you as you continue to go through this journey Mm -hmm. and the peace of God's word, which is, you know, the impetus, what your God's story is really all about and having that to be able to bring you solace and Mm -hmm. all those things. So I know God's going to work through his word there, too, mm-hmm. as you've shared. So thank you again. It has been, been a joy a, to be here. It's too. been a short time. <laughs> We've been able to talk in live together. This is amazing, yeah. friends. And, yeah. uh, you know, again, until the next show, friends, be heard
1: and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration and